Here we go. Here we go. Test, test. One, two, three. You know who I be. It's your boy, Don Wall, a.k.a. Moral SP. Welcome to Embrace Matters of Race podcast. I'm joined here by the rest of the team. Kelly Jane, how it do? Your boy Jay is here. He's telling you about his criminal past. And, of course, the homie Carl is here. Let's do what we do best. Let's embrace. Uh, We have an awesome episode today uh i don't know if you guys know but it's a it's a it's black history month what uh, we didn't say that last last episode no, we didn't talk about that at that. all we didn't say a word about it i think cicely tyson's passing threw me off y'all yeah but, but it is black history month and what better topic than to talk about the history of black history so mm. meta. all right that's some poor that's some 4D chess right there, though. That's an inception. Inception history. Yes. Um, but just to give you all a quick rundown, I actually, a lot of this I didn't know. So hmm. I, hopefully this helps the listeners to even wrap their mind around why we do this. Um, and then I got some questions for y'all to see if we can uh, discuss some more forward thinking stuff. But a history of Black history. Here to go. Uh, it's also known as African-American History Month. Uh, it grew. It was an event that grew out of the Negro History Week. It was the brainchild of a man named uh, Carter G. Woodson. Uh, he was a historian in 1915 uh, is when he he started this Negro History Week. And uh, him and Jesse Moreland, another man that was a historian, they founded what was called the Association for the Study of Negro Life in History. Wow. This is an actual, you know, team, or this is an actual group association. Um, It's an organization that's dedicated to the researching and promoting achievements of Black Americans and other people of African descent, right? So that's why when we talk about, oh, Black History Month is just American. It's kind of outside of American because you, when you start talking about Nelson Mandela and uh, Marcus Garvey and stuff like that, people that are of African ascent may not be American, but of African descent. Um, but yeah, so this started from those two gentlemen um, and that organization. Uh, mayors from different cities across um, America started to, uh, you know, issuing you know, that we recognize Negro History Week, right? So um, a city here, a city there, and it just kind of spread, right? Which is eye-opening to me. I'm going to stop the history real quick because 1915, slavery is still happening. No, it was not. But there's still like black codes. There's still like just... Uh, very high levels of like violence towards African Americans. Like this, this is still a turbulent time in 1915. Yeah. Right. So to, to have cities start to recognize uh, Negro history week, that's odd. That's like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. That is <laughs> interesting. Think about that. Maybe it was northern cities or western cities. I don't know. Um, maybe it wasn't the south. <laughs> um, but 
you yeah, know, so cities kept. Sorry, I was going to say just 1915. What, 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 what that made me think about was the fact that Birth of a Nation came out that year. Mm. So, the, mm. you know, just interesting the contrast there. Yeah. That is. Um, I know. What is Birth of a Nation for anyone who doesn't know? It's a film. Did you a proper yes, film. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up, Jay, because that was essentially a huge marketing ploy against people of color and promoting white supremacy. Right. We talked about that in a previous episode mm-hmm. and, and how it kind of instigated, helped propel a, a new movement of the Ku Klux Klan uh, after that point. And so it's just interesting having that opposing side developing even around that same time. Um, it's it's just interesting. It's just it's a side note, it's just, just an observation I made just based yeah. on the theory you mentioned there, uh, Dom. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about. I'm trying, I'm trying to wrap my mind around these two things happening in the same, like in the same year that uh, Negro History Week starts and starts growing in cities. We have Birth of a Nation, which is America's first blockbuster. Um, that's confusing me <laughs> to the point where I don't. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, by the late 1960s, so we time jump. Um, by the by, the late 1960s, thanks to the civil rights movement um, and growing awareness of the black identity, uh, you can you can say that because of black uh, popular music, um, you can say because of the Black Panthers and their movement, um, and obviously black leaders during the 60s. Um, the awareness of the black identity was growing um, and black history or Negro history week um, evolved into black history month on many college campuses. So, you know, you have HBCUs, which are historically black colleges or universities um, start to institute the month as black history month. Um, and a president uh, in 76, uh, uh, Gerald Ford um, officially recognized Black History Month in 1976, um, calling the public to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout Mm -hmm. our history. Um, And that's a direct quote from George, um, George, his name is not George. (laughs) <laughs> Gerald Gerald Ford aka George um, that's a direct quote from him uh, which you know the more you learn you know I guess you, you can get wrapped up in knowing some history but I guess thinking because of knowing how turbulent history has been it's confusing to hear that this history this like black history Negro History Week was something that was instituted during a very like troublesome time. Like even if you talk about the '60s, the '60s was wild. Yeah. So, man, like I guess what do you 
I guess, how do you guys interpret that? Like, how do you guys even like digest that? You talk about perseverance, really. It's almost a, well, it's well over a hundred years in the making and um, it's for a cause that, that, that amounts to a huge cross section of America and, you know, they have forgotten. Um, and I think it's essential that we know these things about, you know, our culture, um, mine and Dom's culture, the history of our ancestors and our families, um, not just the accomplishments or the things of, you know, people have become notable for, but just how we existed, you know, how we live from day to day, the things we live through, um, and just the things that we enjoy. Um, so uniquely from, you know, uh, white people from, um, other races. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. What about you, Kelly Jane? Does that like confuse you at all? Or does it make you wonder how that even became a thing? Yeah. I mean, I definitely would wonder like what the motivation is and what kind of history they're telling. I'd have to just like look more into that, I guess, because if it's like the history of accomplishments, especially around the time of the birth of the the nation, um, then that's one thing which would be super confusing. But if it's like, oh, we're just trying to give the history of this like, quote unquote, like substandard people to kind of prove why, you know, if they came from, I don't know, a worse place or something like somehow trying to like justify white supremacy, then that Mm. would make sense to me. But I'm just not really sure. Yeah, that's true. Especially since I don't know if you guys got it or maybe Carl, maybe you've heard people say it, but I've definitely had discussions with people that have been, you know, why, why is there, I've heard, why are there HBCUs? You know, why are there historically black colleges? Does that mean I can't go to them? This is a white person saying this. Um oh. You know, not me. I, I can I can go. I should have went, actually. But um, I've definitely heard, you know, white people say like, oh, why are there still historically black colleges and universities? Or why do we even still refer to them as that? Um, or, you know, why is there Black History Month? Um, you know, why can't there be a white history month? You know, if we're talking about equality and being equal, there should be a white history month. Um, that's been like that's like the age old question. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, was, heard that argument. Mm-hmm. Me too. There was um, a part in Dear White People, um, which is a show about an HBCU, um, mm-hmm. or it used to be an HBCU. I can't remember. It's in the movie. It's, it's an Ivy League school. Yes, I don't know how it is in the show. Okay, I didn't know there was a movie. Um, so. There, I guess it's an Ivy League, and then I guess there's kind of like, like almost like black fraternities or like, I don't want to say club because that sounds really like diminutive, but anyway. And so they have these dorms, they have historically black dorms, and one of the plot points is that they start to integrate the dorms because the white kids are like, well, why can't we live here if we're like trying to like work on our race relations? Like, shouldn't we be allowed to live here too? And that was just really interesting because I totally think I would have 
before this year had been one of those people that was like, yeah, I mean, like, if we're trying to work on Black people and white people not being separate, then yeah, we should integrate it. But it was kind of like, this was the only corner of the campus that felt like ours mm-hmm. for the Black students mm-hmm. and felt like they had ownership of anything and felt like they were welcome. And so to have that taken away was really hard for them. So yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I think, yeah, maybe if we evolve as people, it'd be super yeah. cool if we didn't need a Black History Month because mm-hmm. Black history would just be known. It would be something that was taught. Nor- we wouldn't have to dedicate special attention to it, but we do for now. Yeah. I think the the thing about it is, and I, I guess I think it's a good question to ask, why isn't there a White History Month? And I think the response should be is because you know, black history and even other histories of other cultures and other races have just been overlooked. And um, I have a friend who posted something today, um, just kind of pulling the public. And they were asking uh, about black history and education and, you know, trying to ask the people, like, have you heard of Tulsa Massacre or Black Wall Street? Do you know what Juneteenth is about? Do you know uh, what the Civil War was fought for, um, or even the 13th Amendment. And a lot of these answers are pointing to a different lens influencing those stories or not even covering them at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that that raises that raises a couple of things, but um, just to quickly point out some of the stuff you kind of get into. Um, I'm a teacher, as I said a million times on this pod, but... Uh, we are doing, or the kids are doing a uh, report in which they choose a figure, a person uh, to research for Black History Month. And, you know, they, they give them a list of people. And I will say the list that I saw this year was pretty interesting. Like some people that I know, hmm. like, wow, that would be a good person to research. Like Alvin Ailey, you know, was on the list. You know, Jimi Hendrix was on the list. You know, um, there was, there was so many new people, uh, Cicely Tyson was on the list, you know, uh, just recently passed, you know, uh, rest in peace. Um, but you know, there was so many interesting people that if I was a kid, if I was in middle school, I would be hyped. Like I wouldn't know who to choose, but still kids were still choosing, you know, or fighting over Martin Luther King, mm. W.E.D. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks. And I'm like, you have studied these people and I'm not saying they're not important because they are, but you've studied the same things since grades, since like elementary, you, you know about these people, but you've never heard like, you know, none of the kids were fighting over Tupac Shakur Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, Grandmaster Flash for that matter, or Russell Simmons, you know, I'm like, these are more modern people and they directly impact your life because you like hip hop or you like movies, or you like X, Y, and Z. Um, so yes, there's so many other things within this history that's not just Black history, but just it's American history. Like these are things that have happened. Um, and the second thing, real quick, is you brought up the bigger question, Carl, is that why isn't there other minority groups? Why why isn't there other minority group history months? Well, I think that there's. Um... Let me just double check on this. I think there is a Native American History Month. I think that's November. 
Mm, did not know that. Because I honestly, and I, I may get, I may get canceled. <laughs> I might get canceled. For this, Sorry, it's, but it's called it's called Native American Heritage Month in November. Ooh, okay, and, and then I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's to celebrate rich and diverse cultures, traditions, and histories, and to acknowledge the important contributions of Native people. Huh. And there's an Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, month <laughs> which is in May. Wow. So I'm sure that there, I'm sure that there are, but I mean, I think the point still stands that Black history is really the only one that is. Uh, yeah, that like kids would have projects about. I've been. Don't cancel me, y'all. If you're listening, don't cancel me. I've been just including black and brown people with Black History Month. So uh, Hispanic, Latina, um, you know, every everybody, Native Americans. I'm like, I have Native American blood in me. You know, I've traced my family back enough to know some figures that are related to me. So I'm like, hey, you know, we could all get down in this month. <laughs> um but I mean, that may be wrong. That may be wrong. But I'm not sure. You know, I was just like, hey, I'm, I want to learn about Selena. You know, she she's a prominent figure. Mm-hmm. She's done things that have molded and changed things for people that look like her. Therefore, she should be celebrated or she should be learned about. Um, you know, and there's so many more. But yeah, that's great, Dom. Just having that attitude is wanting to learn about other cultures and people. Uh, and histories of other places and people. Um, it just, yeah, it's good. It's good heart to have. How important is culture in history? Like, I know I love it, but it seems as if people don't know too much about things. Therefore, I mean, you can kind of see it in, in people's comments, right? Like, Kelly, Kelly, you can see in people's comments, they say these outlandish things. It's like, well, you obviously have no grasp on history. History. Yeah, I just liked that line of what you just said. I forget how you said it, but like people just don't know a lot about a lot of stuff, basically. Like, full stop. Like, that's just that's the truth about the world. Is that the quote? That's the uh, tagline. That's funny. Culture is essential to history. Culture is essentially a story manifested into people's realities. Um, sometimes those cultures are shared verbally or through written word and that's the only way they're understood and passed on so that is the history um if not it's lived and people live by that example and it carries on i think we if we negate uh, other people's experiences we are suppressing history Mm. and a lot of those things are lost so imagine if in 1915 we didn't have black history week if it hadn't been conceived of and until maybe today, all the things we could have lost um, because of that, all the, the different histories, all the different stories, the narratives it would have been a huge loss to uh, our existence, I'm sure, um, but even to the progress that we have made. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think... God made us to draw some of our identity from our culture and from our family and our family's past. Um, Obviously that can become unhealthy, i.e. Christian nationalism. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of ways that that can become unhealthy, but I do. That should be an episode. Yeah, you're so right. 
Um, but I, I do think like God wants us to find comfort and inspiration from our shared histories and like legends in it and people that we want to be like, like, I think that's all something we're very much designed for. Mm. So hear me out. I watched it's free on um, YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing it as a kid. It was, so you know how you, you young and you go to sleep with the TV on and you wake up in the middle of the night and something oh, random wow. is on. Yeah. Not nothing bad. But what, what I'm saying is it was one of those moments yeah. where I woke up randomly and out of the corner of my eye, I see that the TV's still on. And it's always something loud and obnoxious that wakes you up. <laughs> and it's like, why is it that loud? What is what I, was that show, George Lopez? That it always came on at Nick and Night after Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I always woke up to that. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that's hilarious! You said Nick at Night, and you said George Lopez and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, I'm wow. And I love Lucy. All right, and like yeah, right. Bewitched. Yeah, the, the Jeff Van Dyke shows. Uh, yeah. That was my naked night. That was my naked night. <laughs> that's that's when TVs had timers and you can set the timer to cut off at a certain time. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I woke up and saw this movie called The Bible. Huh. Um came out in 1966. It, it's a book. It is an amazing book, but it's also a movie. It came out in 1966. Oh directed okay. by John Huston. Houston. Okay. Houston? Yep. It's Huston. It's Houston. It's, okay. Okay. We'll fight about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Bible was on, and this is a three or so out, three plus hour movie. Wow. And it is painfully, not in a bad way, because I loved it. I love every second of it. Because it's, it then. goes through, well, even, well, then I was tired. I was like, what is this? Uh, but okay. I promise there's, there's a point to this. I promise. So um, I wake up. It makes it so interesting. It wakes me up and I actually get up to and watch it. Right. And I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, this goes slowly through the stories of the Bible. Very slowly. And it gets to the part where um, humanity is at the Tower of Babel. Hmm. And. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, you know, and some people, I guess if you're listening, a lot of people don't really know too much about the story or what happens, what, what significant thing happens, what God does in this moment. Um, but in the movie, you know, it's depicted God literally just like in one fell swoop creates massive differences amongst humanity, right? Um, and it's depicted as one second they're talking and they can understand each other. The next second they're speaking in different languages and they can't understand each other anymore. And they keep talking to people to see if they speak, they're speaking the same tongue as them. And then when they do, they walk towards them. And then you can see people starting to break off into smaller subgroups Wow! and, and venturing out into the land. And it just makes me think, it was like, okay, well, even in that, talking about different cultures and understanding history-wise, it started when God had kind of made these differences, right? 
and seeing what what was the what like did God want that culture to be like I guess it is it has to be something about God to where he he knew that these different cultures would come these different mm-hmm. histories would come yeah you know so like was that God's bigger plan you know to like have these and and then and then if so if that's God's plan then why why do we have such different cultures and you know contributions how do they work together to build a better world yeah well i'm a little bit cheating because i listened to a bema podcast episode about this um <laughs> but marty solomon who does that podcast makes the point that Basically, God gave people the, these differences because it's learning how to still be united with people that are different with you, that the world moves forward in a positive way and the world gets put back together. Because um, if we were all the same, then we would never have to learn how to be humble or how to hear each other or how to empathize. Um so whether or not God like literally physically was like spread some kind of pixie dust and like made everyone speak different languages, or if it's just mm. like a metaphor, I think it's still true that differences are divisive, but only if we let them be. And if we mm-hmm. be humble and learn from each other, they're actually really beautiful. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. True that, true that, true to that, true that. Well, um, Obviously, we can go on and on talking about the history of Black history, but um, I just wanted to kind of break break the ice of like, hey, like you know, this is the month we celebrate this. Uh, what is the history? Um, and there it is, y'all. There it is. That was our main squeeze. I'm going to transition and talk about something else that's interesting to me. Is that okay? Is this a safe place? I give you permission. We accept. Thanks, Carl. Um, Thanks, Carl. Kelly Jane. This is not just for Kelly Jane, but Kelly Jane wasn't here when we talked about it. Kelly Jane, how much do you know about the stock market? <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't we talk about GameStop last week? I think that was after we stopped recording, actually. But that's about yeah. all I know about the stock market. Do you own any Bitcoin or Dogecoin? No, I own some like Neopets coins. kelly jane in one fell swoop debunked everything that i was about to say that's why i asked you first so well kelly jane so what i'm getting at with this is that we are living in a time where and i don't think this is talked about enough we're living in a time where information specifically about things like investing stock market um long-term investments that end up paying out um is being made available to lesser economic people to plebeians like myself but but specifically the black community oh gotcha have has now a wealth of knowledge that's being that that previously wasn't allowed to them right so you know like like i was saying earlier uh to jay and carl that if if I were to go ask my grandmother about the stock market, she wouldn't be able to tell me anything. Hmm. Um, and so on and so forth. Like nobody in my family, uncles, nothing. Like I might be able to find an uncle, but 
I would I would even challenge to say one of my uncles that knows about the stock market and and cryptocurrency and stuff, they just learned about it recently, like wow. in the last maybe five years. Right. But it wasn't something it wasn't information that was allotted to this community. So, you know, I was saying like, you know, with with um, Cash App, which we're not getting paid. If you're listening, we're not getting paid from Cash App. So I don't want to keep saying that. And then you, y'all, y'all think we sponsored. We are not sponsored by Cash App, although I will take a sponsorship. I was about um, to say- Although if you want to pay us on Cash App, that's also fine. I mean, yeah. If y'all want to say, hey, look, check out. You can send us money or donations on Cash App. Let me say it right now. I definitely will find a way to use your money if you give it to me. Right. Somehow. Most definitely. And look, hey, seriously, though, we are going to talk seriously on this podcast about how people can give to this cause. Because this cause is moving forward even as we speak. True. So, you know, and th- there there has to be ways people can give and things that people are giving to that, you know, will help everybody in it. But that's another subject. But on Cash App, Kelly Jane, you can you can put a dollar in stock, a dollar from your phone, from that's a from an app. It doesn't even have to some for Cash App. You don't even have to connect it to your bank account. You can connect it to a. You can connect it to Venmo, your Venmo wow. card, <laughs> you know, um, and just put a dollar in a stock, you know. And even with this GameStop stuff, that that even, you know, like I'm just thinking about how many. I know we hear about the Redditors, but how many more people had GameStop stock that we aren't hearing about that benefited from it? Hmm. Yeah, I heard a use case. Uh, what use case? Those are jargon. I heard a story from a friend at work um, where he invested in just a dollar through Cash App on on a GameStop, and he made a, a few bucks in that okay. time period where things were allowed. Mm. But just a few bucks. Just a few. Bu- you're not going to put them out there. You're not going to snitch. No, because he invested in AMC and and one of the other ones that came up through that the whole hurrah. It's not just even the idea, Dom, about people benefiting in that situation. You also got to think about who suffered in the sense because of oh, yeah. the whole, you know, That's true. with Robinhood and maybe other sites as well, brokerage sites who shut down trading, restricted trading mm-hmm. in the middle of, a, of, a, of the day uh, it, it, to try to, to discourage people from buying or to stop people right. from stock. It's just, right. it's, it's a crazy event that happened. I think that, that I think that's going to, to have, a, quite an effect on people's view of the stock market um, yeah. in the future. Most definitely. That's, that's a whole conversation right there where yeah. the, the rich, I think you had brought it up. You had brought it up, Jay. You're a smart man. You had said something to the, to along the lines of uh, rich fragility, mm-hmm. you know, the wealthy, wealthy fragilitists, right. you know, um, being the the fragile of it, you know, how much money would it take for you to forget how how it feels to be poor? Wow. Or even even fear being poor again. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, because this to us, I'm like, man, hey, it ain't nothing. <laughs> it's not that I mean it's hard, but it, you know, you get used to it. You know, you survive as long as I'm eating, as long as I got gas for the car, you know, watch a little television. It's it's not as bad, you know. God takes care of you. But for those who are used to wealth, it may be a scary thing. There's a lot of content that we could be talking about. 
in episodes. Yeah. Hey, uh, so Kelly Jane, just curious. Um, I have a few uh, dollars on hand ready to invest. Do you think that Neopet coins are a good investment? I'm trying to find their dollar value, but I can't really seem to find it anywhere. Um, that's because Neopets is an exclusive club. You have to be... Oh, all this exclusivity about the wealthy. Come on, what's going on here? I want access to the Neopets too, okay? Maybe maybe when your sons grow up into being able to like plan the computer and stuff, maybe you will be let in then. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe when I, yeah, maybe when my kids grow up. Okay, thanks. I'm convinced mm-hmm. Kelly Jane got money, but she don't want nobody to know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a national podcast. People around the around the, the America listens to this podcast. The, now. the America, the America. So, uh, Dom. Side note: something I actually just like while we were talking about uh, mm-hmm. you know, Black History, uh, I was looking into it some some more. Even just that connection of uh, Carter Woodson and um, and uh, and Birth of a Nation. It seems like. It seems like there was some sort of influence there, actually. Huh. It wasn't a coincidence. That the black history came after? In the sense, yeah. Well, not only he he was part of, what was it, the American Negro Academy? And and this idea of like trying to promote uh, the achievements of, of black people. But mm-hmm. along with that, I think because he was offended by the depiction of African-Americans in that film. It's like, okay... That- Makes sense. I wonder what other movements spun off because of that. You know, because there had to be a lot of indignation. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. That he would like. I can. I can imagine mentally. Like he's sitting there. He sees it, and he's like, you know, we need to create something that actually teaches people about real history of what black people have done. Yeah. Wow. That is that is so interesting. This is the number one podcast, y'all. Like we, <laughs> this content is gold. What what more do you want? I think we need to. Uh, I want Bitcoin and I want Georgia Coin and uh, Neo Pet Coins. Not just gold, Dom. Not just gold, but all the coins. Kelly Jane is not selling her Neo Pet Coins, yo. What's the conversion on that anyway? <laughs> Well, I'd have to tell you how much it's worth to tell you what the conversion is, right? Yeah. And I refuse to do that. Oh. It's exclusive. Talk. We are going to have a whole episode on Neil Pet. We got we to gotta call the SEC. <laughs> Kelly Jane's doing some insider trading on Neil <laughs> Pet coins. Man. It, oh, man. We... <laughs> We can we look. This podcast will go on too long because I'm thinking now because Dogecoin started off as a meme. It started off as a joke, y'all. And Neil Petcoin, like you talking about, you talking about it as a joke. Right. Now, if Kelly Jane actually starts it and people invest in it, she about to come up. Wait, that's so funny. I want to try that. Like literally, just because it's hilarious. Not even for the money, just to try it. That's how Dogecoin started, and now Elon Musk is dropping tweets about Dogecoin, and people are buying Dogecoin. That's Man. wild. Get ready! Get ready for the uh, Bernie Mittens coin. <laughs> I'm, about yes. to, I'm about to buy some Neil Pet coin. Like coins with like Bernie and the Mittens, like Mitten money. Yeah. Mitten money. Mitten money. Oh <laughs> man, I'm about to buy Mitten money. I'm buying Neil Pet coins. All of that. 
But yeah, um, just go ahead. The, <laughs> just a little tiny bit more on uh, back to the subject. I yeah. want to express <laughs> as we're talking about black history. I don't know if this is an okay thing to say or not, and Carl can edit me out if so. But I'm just so glad that Trump did not win specifically because back in September when he said that he wanted to create, quote unquote, more pro-American history books and also, quote unquote, to go against the left wing indoctrination in schools. There was just like such a huge push for people to say, hey, can we actually put black history in textbooks to where it's accurate and not whitewashed? And mm-hmm. his response to that was, no, we need more pro-American, more patriotic. And I just remember reading that and being sickened to my core. But wow. that's mm-hmm. not happening. I feel you. Thank you for bringing us back. That's yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> We're all over the place. And that is fun. Yeah. That is fun. Jay, why don't you hit us with a hit? Do you have a hit pick? No, I told you before we recorded, I didn't I didn't have one. Man, I won't listen. I like <laughs> I've got other movies I like and I've watched. I just they wouldn't really apply to this. this what show. about no, it's, it's okay. what about what about what about the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella with Brandy? Ooh, I'm on Disney Plus at the end of February, and I'm very excited. <laughs> so that's going to be Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. It's going to be on Disney Plus in February with mm-hmm. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Brandy. Gotcha. Right Have on. you never seen that? Okay, I was about to say, I was like, I thought it already happened. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It happened. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It yeah. was a big part of my childhood, but now yeah. it's not. But it's it's not on Disney Plus yet, but it not will be. Yet. Was Whoopi Goldberg in that thing? Yeah. Yeah. She was married to an Asian man. Wow. Yeah, they had, what was it? It was a black mom. No, the, the son is Asian. Dad. Right. A black mom black and a white mom, dad. white dad. Asian son. And an Asian son. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's how University right there. Works. Yeah. Okay. And Brandy Cinderella. All right. If you want to, I mean, since we're talking about Whoopi Goldberg, can I just say her performance in The Color Purple is by far one of my favorite performances of all time. I think she's just fantastic. And it was her debut, like, break, yeah. breakout performance. I'm yeah. just saying that's quite impressive. That's just a side note. All right. Um, that's not a legitimate hit pick, but, you know, check it out. Color Purple. It's just a suggestion. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, like, I, I am perfectly fine with giving Jay enough time as he needs to find that right hit pick because I know when you when you pick a pick, it's going to blow me away. You're I've two for it. two. Yeah. You're two for two. Thanks, man. I've got to so, be hit pick with the hit pick. Okay. Well, I'm about to end the episode, Jay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> if you're out there, thank you so much. First off, first and foremost, thank you so much for rocking with us for this is number 12, um, 12 episodes, maybe more 13. I don't know. I, I forget the number, but thank you so much for rocking with us this far. Uh, please make sure you continue to keep up with us. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Facebook at Embrace Podcast or Instagram at Embrace underscore podcast. Uh, we are always around, always asking questions, always doing stuff. Uh, we will start to be doing uh, volunteer work and other outreach programs. Uh, so soon, hopefully soon, we will be reaching out uh, for ways that you can invest in your community, especially if you live here in Richmond. So. Uh, thank you guys all for all that you do. Uh, make sure you uh, 
uh, embrace Black History Month. Make sure you look up somebody, look up somebody new that you haven't heard about. There's so many interesting things, whether it be people, events, uh, inventions uh, that Black people have uh, contributed to this country. Uh, We love you guys and we thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you.